0: Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. Our live host, Brendan Kennedy, likes to open the show with a story related to the theme. On this night, the theme was adaptations.
1: I feel like uh, I'm very adapted. It's, it's kind of weird because like most of the time when you think of adaptations, you think of like evolution. And so for me, I always feel kind of bad when I think of like all the the things that had to happen in my life for me to exist. Like I had to, there was some some animal that came out of the primordial ooze and evolved into like a proto-mammal and then that thing evolved into a primate and then all those levels of evolution led up to this and I really feel like I'm not doing them justice. Like basically, like the big thing that I can say like I have going for me is that, like, I'm kind of a large guy. I feel like that's, that's a good thing, but that backfires on me sometimes. Um, I've been at bars before, and I, I stepped outside to see if my friend had shown up, and there were a couple of people drinking outside, uh, and they go, shh, shh, guys, be quiet, be quiet. The bouncer's out here. And I'm like, that is not me. <laughs> Like, this this look of any kind of, like, illusion of largeness I have is strictly a defense mechanism to scare away predators. Me looking big is basically, like, one of those lizards that pops its head out and, like, runs around to scare away bigger lizards. If anybody actually ever tries to start a fight with me, the only thing I can do is drop one of my legs off and scurry away (laughs) and regrow that leg at a later date. The other thing that really scares me about the idea of being a bouncer is I used to work with this one guy. Um, he had this, he always had this fat knob on the end of his nose that had hair growing out of it. And so it was just like one of those things I always just like wonder, like it was like a, like a, like a birth defect or something that happened to him. And we were all just kind of like, you know, it was just like you, were made, you would have a conversation with him and be making eye contact and then every now and then be like, look at that nose. Back at the eyes. Look at his nose. And so one day, like, you know, he just volunteers it on his own. What happened? And he said that he was in a bar. He was breaking up a fight. And a guy came at him and bit off the tip of his nose. And he spat it out. So he goes to the hospital missing this much of his nose. And the doctor says, it's okay. We have a solution for this. They took the little patch of skin between his eyebrows And they sewed it to his nose. So basically, it's like the meat on the end of his nose doesn't realize that it's now nose meat instead of eyebrow meat. It's like it didn't get the memo. It's like, hey, listen, man, I'm an eyebrow. I'm going to keep growing hair. That's what I do until someone tells me otherwise. The closest thing I think I can come to uh, being a uh, a bouncer is I actually work at a bar across the street. It's been uh, roughly a year now since I've been working at Work Release, and I've had a, a really, really good time. I really love what I do there. I get to you know be around art and, and live music, and I get to be around lots of interesting people who I would, might not have met otherwise. But like I said, this is my, my first time bartending, and so I, I remember like maybe a month before it opened, I trained there, and they basically taught, taught me how to count my alcohol when I pour a shot. So I was like, 1,000, one, one thousand, three, 1,000, done. Shot of alcohol. So I know how to portion drinks. That's basically all I learned. So we open, and it's just, if you've ever worked at, w- at the beginning uh, of when a restaurant opens, nothing goes like it's supposed to. Everything is chaotic. Everything is insane. And so I'm running around trying to help out where I can. There's this giant line by the bar, and one of the reasons I had wanted to be a bartender is that, like, don't you hate it when you're trying to get a drink at a bar, and you really, you know, you have your money in your hand, you want to get, like, two Bud Lights or something, and there's this big line of people, and, like, you make eye contact with the bartender, and they're just looking right past you. You, start, you do that thing where you start a conversation nine times before you get to say anything. You're like, can I get two, 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 Bud Light, Bud. And eventually, you get your drink. and I feel like I always thought, like, man, all those bartenders suck. So eventually, I get behind the bar, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna kick ass, make money, and it doesn't take me but five minutes before I realize the error in judgment I had had. I realize that there are entirely too many people to actually help properly. So basically, with the thought I had before, now looking out into this crowd, circling the bar, four people deep all around, is just an entire bar full of Brendans, just shaking cash at me. Two beers, two beers, and I start to panic. And <laughs> it's the funniest feeling when you actually have you ever had a conversation with your eyes completely. This has happened to me like two or three times before in my life. The first time it ever happened, I was at a club and I saw this girl dancing with a guy and then he puts his hand around her throat while she's grinding on him and I make eye contact with this girl and with my eyes, I say, oh my God, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. And then with my eyes, I'm like, he has your hand, he has his hand around your fucking throat and her, her eyes are just like, I know. I know. And so this night, when Work Release opened, I had another conversation with my eyes. Uh, a gentleman came to the bar, and he looked at me, and he said, "Hey, let me get four Long Island iced teas." Now, I had just started bartending. I had no idea how to make a Long Island iced tea. For those of you guys who don't know, it's basically a half a pour. It's a yeah. A half a pour of vodka, gin, rum, and tequila. A little bit of coke. A little bit of sour mix. It's all liquor. It tastes awful. Gets you drunk. But I had no idea what I was doing. So he says, "Can I get four island iced teas?" And I just look at him, and apparently my eyes say, "Don't you fucking do this to me right now, man! I don't know what I'm doing." And then he sees that look in my eyes, and he just goes, "I'm sorry. Can I have three gin and tonics?" <laughs> It's like, all right, you got this. And it's been a year, guys, now, and, you know, I, I, I love it. It's probably my, my favorite job. It's one of the only jobs I've ever had where I have a smile going in, and I think to myself, like, I have no idea what's going to happen tonight, and that's great.
0: If you'd like to come out and tell a story like this one or just enjoy the show, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org where you can find out about our next show, learn how to submit your own story, and, of course, listen to more storyteller podcasts. I'm Deb Markham, producer of the show. Our live host is Brendan Kennedy. Amber Nettles, Scott Rose, and Evan Hartley provide production assistance, and Jenny Zell is our podcast consultant. Until next time... Thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.